0: Hello.
1: to share your heritage or traditions.
0: If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Welcome to Powered by Age. This is Thursday, the 22nd of July. We are rolling around (laughs) with a Zoom uh, program that has enabled us to see each other, meet each other, even though we are distant uh, from each other. I am Charlotte Farrell, the host, and I am grateful to acknowledge that our program, our conversation is taking place on the unceded territories of the suspect Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh people, unseated means that basically we've taken hostage, <laughs> we've taken uh, a settling, settle, we've settled on the property that belongs to someone else and we're looking forward to encouraging ways that in our lifetime there'll be a reconciliation in some ways because it is a wonderful land that we have been able to enjoy and contribute to. Uh, Today, we're talking about movement and health, and as we were observing, we do spend a lot of time sitting on Zoom and sitting in communications, and so there are some benefits to movement that I'll be talking about. But first, what we usually do is have the people that have come on early introduce themselves, and I'm going to ask you, as you introduce yourself, to tell who is your favorite, favorite author. Let's start with Nancy. Ooh, ooh, that's a tough question.
1: There's so many amazing authors. Uh, I'm Nancy Sinclair. Wayne Dyer comes to mind right away. Louise Hay comes to mind, and the list will go on from there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Charlotte. And what is it? What significant thing? Uh, way did Wayne Dyer's work influence your life? His, his,
1: um teachings about intention and his and his just whole deep-seated belief he's such a he, he continues to be he's passed on but he continues to be such a gentle soul and uh very very genuine like i say i just think just his his connection with source and his ability to to share to share that experience and share that 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 work and understand it. Oh, thank you,
2: um, Neil. Um, what an interesting question. Uh, I think, uh, out of contemporary writers, I think the Nobel Prize winner the for literature is Herman Hesse. Mm who wrote Siddhartha, and uh, the book Siddhartha has been inspirational for me since I discovered it. Uh, after I saw the movie Siddhartha back 30, 40 years ago, and uh, I have no idea who wrote the, the Bhagavad Gita, the Hindu book about krishna but that's got to be second favorite but i have no there nobody knows who wrote the book but it is the it, it it's the most inspirational book yeah, yeah what good.
0: Can i say it is definitely inspirational uh, chris
3: well, I'm going off in a totally different correction, direction. My favorite author is Louise Penny. Um, she's a Canadian. She's a Canadian author. Um, she has a series of books that are lo- that are located in the eastern townships in Quebec, um, and they for me during. During the time when a time when I wasn't really able to do very much uh, because of because of problems with my leg, um, I was able to use uh, the headphones and get the books from the Vancouver Public Library. So they've been a great source of um, entertainment for me. Um, And that's what I what I've been reading more recently
0: Okay, uh, Leslie. Wow, tough question.
4: I mean, there's so many. And I was thinking about this and sort of breaking it down into perhaps into genre. Um, I'm thinking if I was thinking about nonfiction, uh, probably Clarissa Pinkola Estes, who wrote The uh, Women Who Run With Wolves. And it's about... you know, the historical role of women and women's empowerment and yeah, quite a powerful book. And I think it was actually one of the inspirations from the for the artist way, which uh, a couple of people here have actually worked through. Um, for fiction, I go with escapism every time. Um, I'm currently reading the Outlander series, Diana Galbadon, mm. uh, which is absolutely fabulous. It's a bit of a bodice ripper and a pot boiler, but lots of fun. Um, I also like uh, science fiction written by women, which is kind of a rare thing. But uh, Margaret Atwood has done some of that, but the actual master of that is Ursula Le Guin. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Wind's Twelve Quarters. Um, yeah, all those great, great science fiction books. So yeah, those are my choices.
0: Oh, I just happened to say I love Ursula Le Guin. Ursula. Quinn as well as uh, Anne McCaffrey with the mm. the dragons.
4: Oh, the dragon series, yeah.
0: Ramona, uh, yeah. oh, Dr. Ramona, one of my favorites. Oh, okay. yes, you can introduce Neil, yourself.
5: Your okay, okay. So that's really a tough question, as everyone said, because I seem to be. Falling in and out of love with various authors. And I was just reading the Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. Yeah, I'm very interested in the Chinese and the Chinese customs, Chinese history. And uh, also this book called, I strongly recommend it to everyone. It's called Keep Sharp by Sanjay Gupta. So it's a very popular book at the moment. Difficult to get, but you can keep it on hold and get it. And it explains about how the brain is so important um, to us, which we don't seem to realize. And we have a lot of uh, myths and fallacies about how what we think about the brain and he. So, the first half of the book is very detailed about you know physiological things, how it impacts us, and the second half is more interesting about what we can do. Uh, to keep our brains alert and that actually it is the brain which is controlling our bodies and our health and our youth and everything possible so that book but but my favorite author is actually pg woodhouse i i really love him mm-hmm. a lot because <laughs> of the humor and and the humor is so uh, what shall i say it's not uh, it doesn't ha- it's not like a trying to be he's not trying to mock someone or you know when you look at these stand-up comedians then they always have to talk against someone in order to make you laugh many of them some of them using abusive language and all but with goodhouse everything is so blameless the most they could be that the the pig whom he calls the empress of blandings and and then his famous characters whom i really admire are this is Ballet Jeeves, who is so calm and, you know, the exact opposite of his master, um, Bertie Booster, the, the eternal bachelor who is constantly falling in love. And what I like about his books is that I always come out after reading his book so much happier than I was when I started. So that's about the books which I like.
0: And how do you spell the name of that author? Which author?
5: You would, that Sanjay Gupta, the Keep yes. shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, S-A-N-J-A-Y Gupta. G-U-P-T-A. I can put it in the chat too. Okay? Okay, that's great.
0: Well, it, uh, do people feel like you've read more during the pandemic than prior to it?
4: Hmm. Yeah, I Not so. really. I never feel that I read enough. I have to kind of set a time aside every day for my reading. Um, I've actually written more during the pandemic. Which is more of a productive exercise, right? Reading often feels very passive. So, you know, I can't read for long spells at a time. I think this is need for movement, which is one of the topics you wanted to cover today.
0: Yeah, for me, I've listened to more books, uh, Mm -hmm. particularly sometimes, often we wake up in the middle of the night and uh, turn on Audible. And so I've been reading from the Warrior Goddess, Warrior Goddess Meditations. Uh, Some books will put me to sleep in 15 minutes. It's better than (laughs) a sedative. There's one that's a a book about uh, uh, the cat, not who killed the cat. Uh, it, it's for scripting screenplays, but as I listen to it, you know, 15 minutes I'm, I'm asleep, but really I'm reading from five books and reading an actual book. I wouldn't read that many, but listening, I've been listening to uh, Michelle Obama's uh, book, President Obama's uh, memoir, and Lisa Lickle, who has got several books. I've read some of her books in hard copy, but she's one of my favorite authors because she has written Unbreakable, she's written uh, Abundance Now, but uh, she worked with Mark Victor Hansen, who is one of the most prolific authors in America. I think he's the most published person. And when she first started, she just uh, did the chicken soup for the soul. She was one of the people who was a sounding board. She had drafts and she was uh, working toward getting uh, African Americans to have their own uh, chicken soup for the African American soul. So she did a tremendous amount of work with getting friends to list, read her drafts, uh, having churches to sign up for people to buy the book when it came out. So. Uh, From that first book, she said she made very little money. She spent a lot of time organizing it. The second book, um, she was featured in The Secret. She was one of the people that was in the book, The Secret, and that drew a lot of attention, drew a lot more speaking engagements. But her um, final book, she was paid seven figures as an advance. And so she is one of the few authors who now are still getting an advance for her work. But she reaches out to have workshops, classes, and things to help people write, to help people develop as a speaker. So I think that's one of the things I admire about her as an author, that she's not just sitting and waiting and looking for her next piece of money. She's really developed people uh, to help them tell their stories, encourage them to tell their stories, to polish their stories up. Um, so I guess that's why she's my favorite. <laughs> but it's also how Audible and listening to books have helped me to read a number of different people at the same time or use books as an alternative to a sleeping pill.
1: I've definitely listened to more more books since the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I find that with listening, because I'm outside every day walking and hiking and stuff, so I listen when I'm doing that. And then I love my hardcover books, but I will have multiple books, be reading multiple books at a time. And And I have to remind myself sometimes that that's part of the journey is all this opportunity with all this vast array of books, you know, and instead of, um, because I used to pressure myself, I think, like, because I was so excited to read the books and study them and want to get through them and then get on to the next book. And so I have to slow myself down and, and be, it's the journey, it's the enjoyment and, and, you know, there's always going to be a wealth of books for me to read. I'll, I'll never run out of books to read. So, But I do enjoy listening to the books. I used to always listen to something when I was walking, but more specifically audible books. And like you just said, Charlotte, a variety. Of, I've listened to some different types of books that I might not otherwise have been curious about.
0: Yes, and that's one of the things in our awesome August. We're going to have uh, leading into Canada Culture Days. I think you might remember from two or three years ago, Canada Culture Days were just three days, the last three days in September, the last weekend in September. Then during the pandemic, they pivoted and it moved to being from the 24th of September to the 25th of um. October. So we are participating in that. And one of the things we're going to offer is an opportunity for people to develop an audiobook. Uh, we'll have one session where people can listen to some testimonials, listen to some examples. And then each of you, um, Dr. Ramona, something that Neil, Chris, Leslie have all done is record a poem or a story on for our website, it's called Spin. Stories, poems, interviews, and novelties. So you would be welcome to do that. So our group is a little bit ahead of other people who might not have had any experience with with, uh, doing an audio book. So people will hear one, then there will be one with some tips and techniques, voice techniques, pacing, breathing techniques for making a good recording of your story. And then by the fourth week, each week of the four weeks of Canada Days, uh, we'll be doing something building toward each person at the end, having an audio piece that will get published through our website and, you know, possibly also published in um, the resources that the, uh, Canada Days puts out. Canada Days, in the province level, they monitor all of the things people are doing and they share them. Uh, the at the federal level, puts things into their, their reservoir. So September will be soaring <laughs> and working on creating uh, an audiobook. And whatever people create, it might be the first chapter of something that goes on and on. But we want to get more people having the experience of recording uh, an, an audio book or a section of a memoir, but something in that genre. Books yeah, that,
4: that would be to. really cool, Charlotte. I'd be particularly interested in that because I'm working on this Japanese memoir and I think it would be great for an audiobook. So I, I'd love to get some practice
0: on that. Well we will be doing it. <laughs> sign uh, me sign me up too. Yes, yes. And I'm I'm sure Chris will have another story. Well you have you're also collecting aren't you doing you have a number of things that you want to put into a memoir?
3: Yes. Yes. Um in the group that I belong to and, and we've been in this group, I don't know, I'm kind of losing track, 16 years maybe. Um uh, and so during that time I've written a lot of a lot of um pieces. And so now I'm in the process of what I what I did the other day was to actually go through my computer and And write down the titles of all of the pieces.
1: Mm, mm, and so great. now
3: I'm in the process of putting them into some sort of order um, to see what's there, what needs to be finished, what needs to be edited, where the gaps are, so that I can fill in the pieces that are missing. If yes. there are pieces missing, I'm sure there are pieces missing. Because the way I've done it is all very, very, um, base. Oftentimes, based a response to prompts. Because in our writing group, we have prompt. We've had prompts. So uh, certainly in the earlier years, and so we would write to a prompt, um, and and so my pieces are kind of all over the place. But uh, I am, I am trying to put some order into into what I've written.
0: When we had the author Bill or not as a, a guest, he said, when you have a lot of things, if you pick the one that you're most excited about, because sometimes people will spend a lot of time trying to think, you know, which comes first or which comes if you get a rough order an organization, but then make what you start with the thing that you're most excited about, because then you'll have the energy for it. And then completing that will give you energy and excitement to pick the next thing and the next thing. And so things kind of order themselves around what's exciting and interesting to you. And they don't always have to be in uh, chronological order. In fact, TV, there's so many stories now. They start the story, and then they say two years earlier. Yeah. <laughs> they start the story, yeah. and they say 15 days ago. One story yeah. did it so much, I was like, I don't know where the heck oh. the story is, because it's always three days ahead or two mm-hmm. years back. But it's, it's a style. It's a genre, a different way of organizing stuff from when we always had to go uh, in a linear fashion. Okay, so speaking of moving ahead and the brain and the way we move. Okay, the benefits of physical activity. Uh, One, we know it helps with our body weight. It can increase your risk. If low levels of physical activity can increase our risk of becoming overweight or obese. Exercising alone doesn't necessarily lead to weight loss, Ah. but when you combine it with a balanced calorie control diet, it helps successful weight reduction. And there's also evidence that regular physical activity can help maintain a healthy body weight over time. It lowers your blood pressure. I have had the experience of working with people as, as a nutritionist who were had a very scary elevated blood pressure, and they were afraid to do exercise that it might increase the blood pressure, but working in coordination with the physical therapist at a center uh, working with a really beautiful center that was an adult daycare center. And all of the pieces were there, the physical therapists, nutritionists, social workers. And so a lady who was 92 decided she would lead the exercise class. So she had people, you know, clapping their hands, moving. We're going to do a few things today that's called eloquent movement. The things that I got with working with Dr. Geraldine in one of these workshops, but people's blood pressure came down because she, you know, as you know, every medication has got its different side effects. And some of the medications for controlling or reducing high blood pressure uh, affect people's affect people in different ways. So her goal was to help people step them down from medication or keep them from having to have medication by um, regular physical activity and doing activity uh, at a level that's appropriate. Like, I don't like the groups at the gym where they're moving so fast and they have all these movements and I feel like they're doing this and I'm doing that. (laughs) That finding uh, something like um, swimming, doing a water exercise, Uh, Sitting in a chair, two or three people have mentioned chair exercise, so it's the regularness, the regular physical activity helps increase the heart strength, and it reduces the effort that our heart needs to pump the blood through the body, and with the reduce, reducing the force on your arteries reduces blood pressure. Okay, Uh, Regular exercise, especially aerobic exercise like walking, running, cycling, uh, and water. They don't mention water a lot, but I I had a a serious injury to my spine. I wasn't able to do a lot of walking, but I found a program um, that had warm water. Some of the Ys around the city have warm water. You have to look a little bit, but there are places that have uh, exercise and warm water, and I just uh, floated. They had me float or hold on to the side of the pool and kick my legs. So I didn't have to worry about, I've, I've had swimming lessons. I know how to swim, but I get terrified when there's, when the ground isn't, you know, the bottom, when I'm getting down to the six foot level, I'm nervous and anxious. Ah, Nancy,
1: likewise. Oh, so, completely. completely get that. <laughs> uh,
0: so, um, you know, now they have so many things. They have those spools, Uh noodles the noodles in different sizes noodles help keep you afloat so i use my noodle and just so many things that you can i have chris is showing her shirt
3: (laughs) i i didn't do that on purpose i was actually looking for my glasses i thought you were making a comment
0: (laughs) Uh, but uh the water is really really a wonderful way to still do aerobic exercise because you can move your legs you can do a lot of things without load bearing without having to put pressure on Mm -hmm. your back or your legs um it lowers the risk of type 2 diabetes type 2 diabetes is often associated with something people get as they grow older but it's not necessarily so all people as they got older didn't get type 2 diabetes but uh we have to kind of monitor the number of things that sugar has been put in. They got sugar in the toothpaste. Uh, mm-hmm. There's sugar in so many things. So getting used to, um, I bought one of the soda streams. I love the bubbles. I find I love the bubbles in a drink more than the soda. If I mm. have the carbonated bubbly water, I can squeeze a little bit of lemon juice in it. I put even a quarter of a cup of, of orange juice in it. I feel great. And it doesn't, it reduces my risk of type two diabetes. Um, and uh, sitting with this pandemic, people have sat a lot more. So with the brighter days and with things opening up, it does give us an opportunity to um, get off the couch, get off the bed, move around, and uh, reduce getting type two diabetes and you know, the association between movement and your blood sugar level, it's not always that a person has to have been eating candy or eating something that's a concentrated sweet. The oxygen, the level of oxygen that is in your blood also helps to clear the carbohydrate out. It helps to reduce the amount of glucose that's traveling in your blood. So getting more oxygen in, whether as as Dr. Ramona said, showing breathing, I The people in that happiness group showed some types of breathing I'd never thought about, but um, doing that and learning how to do that as an exercise is another way of helping to reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes. Um, Exercise and movement helps reduce the risk of certain cancers. Cancer is a very complex disease. Um, People sometimes just make. If you just listen to the influencers or listen to the commercials, you were, there was a lot of attention about the connection with smoking, um, a lot of connection around uh, alcohol. It's, it's. She said within that book, all the bad characters, bad actors, but the very thing of moderate exercise, using the body, uh, cells, a a cancer or a tumor is a group of irregular cells that continue to grow. So movement in different areas helps dissuade, helps reduce the habitability. You know, it's not so habitable for unfamiliar cells to live in a place that are being exercised and fed with oxygen. So uh, there's definitely... Uh, evidence that regular to moderate to vigorous exercise can help reduce our risk of developing certain cancers or when people have cancer. I have a relative who over the past two weeks have been dealing with his shock and having a diagnosis of a mass in his lungs and he walks a lot. Uh, but he had stopped walking so much. He was doing a lot of work helping to feed homeless people, helping with a, a lot of things. He was a, a physical person. But he started having these sharp pains in his back. And to, to shorten a very long story, uh, we they did a CAT scan, and they found there was this mass. But the downhill story oftentimes is some people within the group who've experienced you know, dealing with with um, illness, they give you the worst case scenario. So sometimes people just are so afraid that the worst is going to happen, they don't hear the other things of what's possible with the body. So he, on one day when they were just overwhelming him with all the worst case scenarios for, for cancer, he um, went back home <laughs> Uh, they didn't know he left the hospital. He, he went back home and he walked five miles to the river and he sat by the river and he meditated and then he walked back. Well, the other morning I was talking with him. He, he called me and he was in the middle of his walk and he talked to me all the way back. And I said, you realize you talked a half an hour and he was not breathing hard. He was uh Mm -hmm. even with this diagnosis expanding and bringing more oxygen and more health. So some things disappeared off of what the people said they had seen before. So it just made me think, yes, there is a benefit in staying in touch with your body and sending love to the cells in that very area that uh, sometimes you could be forced to to, uh, feel afraid and shut down on exercising that area. So he has set his watch for, um, 7,500 steps. He was doing a 1,000 steps. He's at 7,500 at a time when they said, there's this mass and all these things might happen to your lungs. He's going out and he's doing the walking. So it's made me today. I ordered a fitness watch because I don't have a pedometer. I use this phone. The phone is heavy. (laughs) And sometimes it doesn't count my steps. So uh, my carrier had a special on the fitness watch walked. And so I'm going to walk. I started just walking a little bit more. And I think um, whatever it is, if you do it, it, it does nurture your brain. It does nurture your positive feeling about yourself. And it helps risk. It, it helps when there's a disorder, a disorder in the cells in an area to bring about order and to help clean them and help put them in the, an optimal state. Okay, it increases muscle strength and function. Skeletal muscle serves many functions. It helps maintain your posture, controls movement, and generates body heat. As we age, our muscle masses tend to decrease, often to a more se- leading because of a more sedentary lifestyle. So all of us, because we have been sitting so much with uh, more hours, how many hours? More of sitting do you think you've done since COVID and and uh, Zoom virtual conversations, Nancy?
1: Too many, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> too many. It's it's such a, a double-edged sword. I mean, it, it's so fabulous that we've had the technology and the, the privilege and the luxury of of Zoom and being able to stay connected online, and yet the time can go by so quickly. And and I know on myself, I tend to hold my stress in my shoulders. So you know, just the focus and the concentration of being hunched over and staring at the computer screen and, and uh, time moves by and, you know, move from one activity, one meeting to the next. And, and I have to consciously make sure that I stand up and stretch. And I get to the point where I get antsy, like I need to get outside. I just need to get away from the computer. So it's, it, it's a double-edged sword, like I say, the, the gratitude of it. But I have to be very mindful to take the breaks because otherwise it, it just sucks all that energy, you know, it's too much.
0: Yes, and what we're going to do now, mention eloquent movement. Um, I'm going to stop sharing for a minute if I can figure out how to do that. Once it starts sharing, I lost. Mm, yeah, my it should, be yeah it should be at the top. Yeah, uh, should be at the top. Stop share. Okay, so. <laughs> Since we don't have to worry about seeing each other, there's going to be some things you've got to do where you won't see each other. You might move out of the screen, but don't worry about that. we are got to start in the chair. And this particular eloquent movement is picturing and the movement of a tree. And so I want you to bring your arms up. And here the branches are going up. Bring the branches up, up, up. And then bring your fingertips together so there's a heart. Now, let's breathe in. And. Okay, now, as you let your arms down, breathe out. And then bring them up with love, breathing in. Out. And now, you got to imagine a wind comes along. You might want to move back so you don't, and and it's going to sway. Your branches are swaying. Oh, let us sway over to the left. Feel that pop in the back of your spine. Oh, feel those things popping in your shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. It's a gentle breeze. Oh, the wind is picking up like it is, like they said it's going to do outside. So here we're getting faster. Oh, the wind. It's got the high branches, swinging the high branches. Now the branches in the middle. And now birds are there. So imagine now a bird is there. This bird sees the tree and it's flying over. Oh. The bird is so happy. Feel the back, feel down the spinal column. You feel all that tingling? Ah, ah, Ah. ah. (laughs) (laughs) And now we come back up, the tree going up into its graceful heart, the branches up touching each other with love. (sighs) Okay, now. There is one exercise in the mind body that says to imagine the movement of your favorite animal. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to just, and we can guess from what movement you make, you can do it either sitting down or standing up, but I want you to imagine and do the movement of your favorite animal.
4: My favorite animal sitting on my knee right now.
0: <laughs> your cat? <laughs> I'm doing my cat, but I'm I'm up. <laughs> Does your cat jump?
4: <laughs> no, not really.
0: She doesn't move unless she wants to. Oh, I sometimes in the bathroom in the night screamed out loud because the cat gets up on, there's a cabinet, that, you know, space between the ceiling and the, the cabinet, and I'll be there and all of a sudden something jumps down. <laughs> Just like, oh my God, what was that? <laughs> and it's a cat.
4: <laughs> okay, it what was... I'd like to count some feet
3: though. <laughs> um, oh, what is your animal, Chris? It's a bear climbing a tree. Oh, a bear. Wow. Black <laughs> bear, koala awesome. bear, grizzly bear. <laughs> Daddy bear. Oh, just an ordinary black bear. Oh, okay. Mm. An
1: ordinary
0: Canadian black
3: bear. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> well, let's try that. See what things, what do you feel in your back and your arms as you climb like a bear?
1: Strength. Mm.
0: Upper arm strength. I feel all of these things right in my spine. It's like just the tension coming out. Mm. What was your Adam O'Neill?
2: Well, um, I have a poem about a cheetah. And I was thinking about my poem and realized that one of the things the cheetah is really good at is standing perfectly still. Mm. Watching the animals, so I managed to stay perfectly still, ready for the impala to 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 realize I'm about to chase him for it.
0: <laughs> oh, what was your your animal, Doctor Ramona?
5: I I think you should just call me Ramona or <laughs> Mona. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm not very fond of animals, so I just try oh. to be like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of
0: them my the morning walk, so I just try to <laughs> imitate. Well, you can have a dog that's uh, begging for his food <laughs> or scratching. Not the pet. Oh, Leslie, yours was the cat. So did you move? the cat.
4: <laughs> uh, partly, you know, the cat stretch from yoga is sort of, you know, bending your spine, but then also she scratches. So I was doing this as well. Mm. Yeah. That's
0: good. Yeah, I do cat sketch. In fact, in your chair, that was one of the brain, in the brain-body connection things, was touch your elbow your knee my elbow doesn't quite make it over there so (laughs) i'm just gonna the direction is everything
4: right just head in that
0: direction (laughs) moving it as close as i can (laughs) yeah i thought i used to be able to touch my elbows to my knees what happened Mm. (laughs) Well I can't I
3: can't do that because I've got my laptop sitting on my knee.
4: Ah, okay. Well I've got my kitty sitting on my knee, so she'd be very upset.
0: (laughs) Well you got your bear. The bear will say, oh, what's this laptop? (laughs) Is there any food in there? (laughs) No, no food. And Nancy, what was your animal?
1: Oh, Bengal tiger.
0: (laughs) Oh. And what's the difference in the bingo, see It's like a graceful movement?
1: Oh, yeah, the stripes. They're just so incredibly beautiful. It just
0: Mm -hmm. just
1: captures my heart. It's just in awe of them. They're just so magnificent. And and just the eyes and then bringing their shoulders forward and just sitting and observing and stretching, ready ready to move. Yeah.
0: The grass. That's a nice stretch. Can you push that thing off for me? Can you push that alarm off for me? I've got an alarm going in a different room. Uh-huh. Okay, so we want to make sure we get to hear Neil's poem. Your poem related to health. Yes, it's it's
2: I I really like my poetry, so here we go.
0: (laughs) This one is Really seriously you like your poetry?
2: (laughs) This is called I Am Tomorrow. I am tomorrow from the foods that I eat today. Not just the healthy foods, but the ones that please me as well. I am tomorrow by the emotions I experience today. Not just the pleasant ones that please me, but all of them, both the up and the down. I am tomorrow by the thoughts that I think today. My thoughts create my body's chemistry that motivate and generate my actions. I am tomorrow from the words that I speak today. So I get teased, even rebuked for saying I am always good. I am tomorrow by the karma, both good and bad, that I create today. So the hippies of the 70s were right. What goes around comes around. I am tomorrow from the beliefs that I hold as true. Even if no longer true, beliefs learned in childhood are the most difficult ones to change. I am tomorrow from the stories that I cling to about the past. Every memory is a chance to invent a better tomorrow by choosing ones that I love. I am tomorrow from the gratitude I have when I realize how blessed I am. To have someone to love, to be loved by someone, and be grateful for the life that I live today. I am tomorrow today. End of poem.
0: Very nice.
1: Mm, that was lovely.
0: Well, what a... Any thoughts or feedback? Very loving, very positive. It was very healthy.
3: <laughs> also, I think it's very true. Say it yeah. say again, Chris. It's very true. Like <laughs> the the whole the whole kind of concept is 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 really is really true. It really is what happens we are tomorrow by today and all the things we do today that's what we will be tomorrow but tomorrow will be today that that's kind of cycle of living right yeah i felt i felt that it aligned very closely with uh,
5: the theory of karma i'm sure all of you know what that means but then that makes us focus on what we're doing right now because that will impact us in future in future lifetimes that's the belief so every action has a reaction so i Mm. thought you know i am tomorrow so that was like really really making us think of in that way
0: thank you shukriya Uh I like the complete, it came full circle, you know, and and the patterning, you know, the rhyming Mm -hmm. rhythm pattern that it had was very good. It was a poem in motion.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I thought about that, is is that uh, I am tomorrow by the thoughts I think today, my thoughts create the body's chemistry that motivate and generate my actions. And it's like I'm thinking I need to get out and walk more I don't walk enough I'm too many hours at the computer
0: I've definitely gotten off the computer there were some days that I really felt like picking it up (laughs) (laughs) I said when you're having a vision of going and throwing it over the back porch that is not a good thing (laughs) (laughs) And well, I am so happy that we were able to get together today for your ideas and for your sharing and in enjoying the different movements that we did. And the movements also help us to lighten up because as you do things and you're mimicking an animal or uh, uh something like a tree, it does take your mind to another place, so it's like a brain refresh, because we have so many things, I've forgotten, millions of words that we're bombarded with daily, and so many different positions you have to be in, on a meeting, one meeting you're leading a meeting, another meeting people are teaching so- something, another one people are arguing <laughs> or there's a debate, and then there's a game show, so That movement I find, closing the screen and moving around, helps to refresh and and to clear. So as you think of, uh, or as we go into um, August, we'll have the yoga, the chair exercise, other things that people um, may be uh, bringing or suggesting. Since we've opened the door for people we talked about the business of writing that we have uh, Ruth Kozak who is, she's not retired. She has shifted in from uh, working in one sphere to being a publisher and she publishes other people's work. Uh, that there are also many people who were through all of the, uh-huh. the six Uh, centers here doing a lot of classes that have fallen by the wayside. So if you know people or know someone that you took a course from that you think would be good to present a course, or if you have an idea of a course that you'd like to be the facilitator for and maybe prod and thread out the questions that you want that person to share, let me know because you know we want to, in this August, September time, feature um, people who... A reservoirs of information. And that was one of the goals for the podcast. Uh, Age-Friendly City was changing the profile people have of older people and showcasing that whole reservoir and range of things that people are interested in and doing. Someone, when we said we were getting to know you last week, thought it was going to be like a potluck. And she said she was gonna bring a plant and bring a pie. (laughs) <laughs> um, but that thing of potting, if there's someone that you know that knows something about gardening, I I worked, I strive to not kill plants. So with the laptop, we there's a robot. We're going to have JJ the robot. Uh I'm gonna learn how to use JJ the robot. One of the uh centers has gotten a robot and it has TV, it has got two cameras it's got a keyboard so things that you know if the body if a person needs to be standing up uh they don't have to move a mile back like i have to do from the, with the with the laptop they're cameras that can show what the person is doing in front of them and also show people in a range of movement so if these are things you're interested in or if you know somebody that we could invite to do something you know please email me and let me know because we're putting together those. Uh, kinds of programs and opportunities Mm -hmm. okay so thank you Uh, and anyone else have any final comments questions (laughs) I see you smiling (laughs) Leslie (laughs)
4: it's good to join in I don't have any sort of particular comments right now
0: okay and if anyone next week we are going to be um, honoring and con- and con- connecting with Pride Week in Vancouver. And there is a program, if you go to our website, on the PoweredByAge.com website, there's a poster for a program that's happening all day on Friday. But we're also looking to see whether we'll have someone with readings or commentary for our program next week. So, Until then, I will see you and wish you to have a wonderful, lively (laughs) end of the week and weekend.
5: Thank you. Thank you, you, Charlotte. Happy weekend, everybody.
4: You too, Ramana. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye.